Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Just start. Don't think too much. Of course, you should plan something and think what you will do for sure. But believe me, whatever you plan, it will not be like that. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This episode is powered by the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. My name is Milena Milic, and for the past two years, I've been working for a Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. So this is a Swiss project that helps empower communities in Western Balkans and also Peru and Vietnam, helping entrepreneurs and organizations that work with entrepreneurs be better. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast here in Belgrade, Serbia, empowering women in tech around the world. So excited to have yet another fabulous innovator with me. Hello. Hello. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm Natalia Lenisavic, founder uh, and CEO of Orchestads. Forkestad is an ad tech startup. Uh, it's an advertising platform where you can monetize easy any digital space you have, a website, uh, software, browser extension, or anything. We are working worldwide. We exist in two and a half years now uh, and working with a lot of worldwide clients. So this is it in short line. And is it your company? Yeah, it's my company. I'm the how, only founder. How did you even come up? How long has it existed? Uh, two years and a half. Something like that. How did you even come up with this idea? Uh, in my old company where I was working as a head of media for all the affiliate networks, uh, department, etc. Uh, it's an Israeli company, so they are really good uh, in ad tech uh, space. So I got the know-how there and the idea what I would like to make. Uh, and then I just start, after that company, I start doing my own startup. How did you initially start hiring people? How fast did you hire people? And and how did you know how to do the hiring? Actually, I was looking more into personal skills of some of some different developers. Let's say now, if we are looking in tech side, more than knowledge. Of course, I look for the knowledge, but again, uh, on the personal side, because if we are understanding each other and, and if the person is nice and have all the quality as a person, then we will, of course, do the business without any problem. He can easily learn if he don't know something, etc. But this is what I was looking as a first option, as a first thing. And where did you find them? In the newspaper or through ICT Hub or how did you find the talent? A lot through Incubator, ICT Hub, a lot. Uh, also through different uh, freelance websites sometimes, uh, but a lot through different networking as well and through LinkedIn. And was it, was it, how did you 
deal with not being a developer yourself and knowing how to hire the right developer? Exactly. Uh, first, I'm looking to see if he's personally normal and good person that we can yeah. communicate on a normal level. If that is fine, then we start with a small feature in terms of communication. I ask him and see how he will answer me, how we can resolve some problem. And if he actually understands what I'm asking him and explaining to him, uh, when somebody have a knowledge, you can see it really easy and immediately. So for me, it wasn't so hard. And have you enjoyed being a founder? Yeah, uh, Yes, sometimes no, sometimes yes. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> uh, what would you say early on was a really big obstacle that you successfully overcame and how did you overcome it? Well, actually, the obstacle started immediately because the first scope that we have that uh, I wanted to build with the team, etc., of course, nothing was it like it like we planned it. Right. Yeah, so we needed to figure out on the way what we will do. Actually, a lot of them quit and uh, like think that it's not possible to, to create anything, but then I just uh, create another one and another scope and until... Uh, until I didn't finish the whole platform actually to be really running. So that was in the first year, really, really hard. And then later it was a little bit easier. But again, the problem starts again after two years and that, you know, it's always good and bad, good and bad going. And what is your core competency? Are you a developer? No, actually not. I, I'm from. I'm coming from business, uh, but now I can also say that I'm half business, half tech in total. Because in order for me to develop such a big platform, I needed to learn different technologies, and I needed to know exactly where we are, what team is doing, is it good, is it bad, what can we do to improve it, how to fix some problems. And in order to understand that, I needed to learn the technology. So I learned a couple of languages. I'm not sitting and coding. I pay people for it, but uh, I know to read the code to see if that is okay. Is it working? Should I change something? I can always give good suggestion. And also I needed to learn a lot about the server's infrastructure because if you don't know where is your system and how to handle it and you're the only one, then, you know, you're stuck. So I learned a lot. So now I'm half, 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 half. <laughs> I think it's so important. We forget sometimes that you can't just build something. You have to know how to sell it too. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah. of course. How did you educate yourself in the ad tech space? I, I work in ad tech before this company uh, seven years, something in that Israeli company. I was working uh, three and a half years, and before that I was working in uh, Austria, uh, no ordinary agency that is also advertising uh, space. So before that I was working on television. So I'm the whole my career actually in marketing and business. And then I just uh, put that in the technology and combine all together. This is what happened. Are you here? Are you from here in Belgrade? Yeah, from Belgrade. And what has it been like to travel to other tech cities around the world? Really nice. I'm always traveling also now and traveling a lot. Uh, really nice. But Belgrade is a really unique city. And currently we are starting to be really, um, really good uh, center for all the development. And I think for a couple of more years, we will be the first for the development people. You think so? Yeah. Past because, Estonia. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because we have really smart people and there is a huge number of companies that are coming here and taking the people. And also there is a lot of people that start learning that because they see the opportunity. So I think we will have the people, enough people, and we already have the knowledge. So our people are really smart. 
you will see. <laughs> and, and I mean, I've been here a month, and and I I love it. What would you say has been the most helpful resources in the city for you and in growing your company? Uh, for sure, development, smart developers, because without that you cannot move. Right. And also, also the the different incubators you have now more and more. Uh, a lot of different people coming from different parts of the Europe, also U.S., etc., wanted to help us to, as we are a small country, still ongoing to that. Yeah. So everybody see a potential and then a lot of people coming. So I think this is also plus being here. So those things also, it's not so uh, expensive to build anything, to pay the people. But now starting to be more and more, ex- more not to be so cheap like before, but... When you compare, it's not so expensive. And has for, uh, Forecast Ads been in any incubators or accelerators here? Yeah, yeah, in ICT Hub, uh, two years. ICT Hub is here, the incubator where you have different uh, innovation funds. You also have uh, different uh, workshops. You can meet a lot of different kind of people. So really nice. How has ICT Hub helped you specifically? Mm, they helped me a lot with networking. Really a lot. Uh, they connect me with a different uh, organization through the whole Europe. They support me from the first day, so it really helped me. Also, Swiss Connect, they also support me as a woman in tech. We have a different programs. So really cool. Yeah, Swiss Contact has been amazing. And mm-hmm. how did you discover Swiss Contact? Uh, actually, through ICT Hub. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They connect me first time uh, with uh, Swiss Con- Connect, and then after the traveling to, to Zurich, to that one program, we continue communicate and doing further steps. And what would you say is one piece of advice you'd give someone who's looking to start a company today? Uh, what would you tell them? What's the first thing that they should think about in building their company? It's simple. I have only one thing to tell them, and it's just to start as soon as you can. Because it, it, you it. learn the most from doing. Of course, just start. Don't think too much. Of course, you should plan something and think what you will do, for sure. But believe me, whatever you plan, it will not be like that. So don't use too much time to plan it. You, you should have some initial idea and just start just start. And how large is your team now? Uh, it's uh, six people now. And is your company profitable or funded, or how how do you guys sustain yourselves? Uh, from the revenue, actually. From revenue. And yeah. did you ever get investment money? No, I didn't take nothing until now. How how long did it take to become profitable? Uh, well, it's uh, it's it's maybe interesting because in EdTech you can make money really fast, and we were the only startup in ICT Hub that were profitable out after uh, three months. It's incredible! It, congratulations! It was, it was really small amount, but we earned something. And listen, as long as you're breaking even, yeah, 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 breaking even later, of course, but we start earning immediately, almost immediately. And what has been? The things that you're overcoming now as you're two years in, what are some of the challenges that you experience now that you didn't foresee this happening when you first started? Well, a lot, a lot of different challenges is coming now, really. So when you build something and you then have complete the product and you have some clients, but then you need to see the f- step further what you will do. You need to find a partner if you don't want to find the investment, but you need to grow somehow and you cannot do it alone. So now it's actually, I'm thinking what will be the next step? How can I really grow and who can be my partner? Because without that, you know, you cannot do everything alone, of course. Where can people find out more about Forecast Ads? Yeah, just to the website, forecastads.com. And where can they find out more about you? About me, I guess, on my LinkedIn profile. 
And, and on the internet also there is some articles and some stuff, also some videos of my old interviews before that I had. So with my name and surname, they will find. And we'll include you and say, say your name and surname again. Uh, Natalia Ranisavljevic. And I know it's hard to pronounce, so like we'll include it in the show notes so you guys have it there too. It's Natalie. How, you don't say Natalie, you say Natalie. How do you say yeah, it? it's like more on the Russian way, uh, Natalia. Yeah, Natalia. Yeah, a lot of people call me Natalie, but just because of that, yeah. it's hard to say. Yeah. And surname, don't even try. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why we'll include it in the show notes. Have you been on a podcast before? No. No. This is your first one. Do you listen to podcasts in general? No, but I will listen in future. <laughs> you don't have to listen, but it's just so interesting. So many women that we've interviewed on the show have not been on podcasts before. It's wild. Yeah. Do you have a favorite um, web app or mobile app that is just your, your go-to? I'm using really a lot of mobile in the last time, mobile apps as well, but uh, I'm not sure, do I have something that is really favorite? Not yet. No? <laughs> no. How about a website? Uh, also, I, I I don't have anything to to be like specific to say. Yeah. It's really top top. What does a day in your life look like? Like, what time do you wake up? What do you do throughout the day? How does the day wrap up? I mean, here we're here late. It's after hours, and you're making time for this interview. Thank you. Like, no what does your typical day look like? Yeah, we'll always wake up around seven. So take my dog out, do some normal breakfast and that stuff. Then go to work from eight until. Six or something, maybe before five, five thirty, six. Again, go home, do also stuff that I need to do, and then when it's over the week, when it's not a weekend, I'm always working almost one year or two, one hours or two hours in the evening as well. So for weekend, I'm trying not to work anything, but always work a little bit. <laughs> and do you believe in? Like this concept of work-life balance or like what does balance mean to you or is there such a thing? Of course, it's really important. Uh, I, I had one period of time when I was really working too much and you, you really get lost in that. You, the stress starts to be too much for you and you cannot think normally. So you need to have that free time. But again, you need to work more than regular people for sure. It's just like that, really. You need to live that, you need to feel that always. So like when it's Sunday evening, I'm always thinking and preparing for the week. Some other people, I guess, doing some normal different, yeah. different stuff, but not me, I'm doing that. So I guess it's the same for all people that are pushing something hard and it's pretty much the same, but this is, this is totally normal. This you need to, you will just do it and not feeling like you're putting effort, it will be natural. And what can we do to support you as a community and help propelling forecast ads forward? What's your next step? What's an ask you would have for everybody that we could do to help you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe some investor or partner. <laughs> How are the investors here in Serbia? Okay. In Belgrade, yeah. yeah okay. Now, there, you don't have too much investors. They are, don't believe so much in EdTech. Like also EdTech is on the blacklist all also in the different part of the Europe, but also in this is something advertising is something uh, that you need to support because I read I read the last uh, report when it says that every uh, every two dollars invest in advertising gives seven dollars for the economy, and also there is a there is a report really? yes and there is a report where they're saying that advertising in Europe uh, bring more uh, hiring for 25%. So I know nobody likes to see the banner and pop up and just uh, putting down that, you know, but this is something that we need. 
And I just wait the time and people will realize. And also it's really hard because you have a monopoly, you have a Google and Facebook, and you know, those are the big players. And all the others are small, small players on the other side. But anyway, just I would like people to understand not to hate advertising so much because we need it. And uh, we'll see. <laughs> ha- have you ever wanted a co-founder? Or have you always wanted to be a solo mm, I didn't want to be solo from the beginning, but I didn't find anybody that will really put the effort and time and energy the same like me. And then I say, okay, if I cannot find it, I will start alone. Better alone than to have somebody just to say that I have co-founder, but he will never do. Right. So this was my choice and it was really hard because you really need somebody. When you are alone, it's really hard to, to have everything on your back. Every day, you know, it's hard. But it's it's better choice than to take somebody just to say that you have some partner and you don't have really. Right. I, I've been a, both a solo founder and I've had co-founders in the ver- variety of businesses that I've had. It's an entirely different experience with each one. One thing that I've been really lucky about are all my co-founders. We've had, had incredible relationships and it's not always easy. We sometimes don't like each other at all, but w- there's been a lot of respect. I hear in other unfortunate relationships that other people have, sometimes it turns out to be awful, like hatred and a very problematic thing. So it's a risk having a co-founder. It's not just so simple. It's not just like, yeah, join the club, good times. Yeah. You need someone as invested as you. When you first launched your company, were you scared? No, actually, I didn't. I, no. You just knew what you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. I just started doing that normally. That's it. And would you consider yourself a metric-driven person? Like, do you look at numbers to make sure things are working? Or are you more a feelings person? How, how? What kind of leadership style do you have? Well, I combine both of them. I always look at the numbers, of course. But also, I'm doing a lot from my stomach. <laughs> yeah. 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 Your intuition is your oracle, yeah. I say. Yeah. yeah. And if if... If you could share with the world one thing you'd like them to know about Serbia, about Belgrade, what would that be? Uh, amazing city. I was traveling a lot. And believe me, uh, the people that uh, bring energy into this city is totally amazing. And the city itself is so beautiful. And the food is so amazing. And everything is really cheap if you compare it to any other country. And the people are so beautiful. So everything Belgium have everything to to be visited. Everything you need. Everything. And a thriving uh, tech ecosystem. Have you ever looked into having support from the government? There's so many government programs here. Mm, Yes, yes, there is something. They also offer some some money, but there is also some other conditions that are not so maybe good. Depends on the business. For someone that is really good, good. for me, I didn't take yet any, any investment. So... We'll see. What's the future forecast ads? Where do you see forecast ads even a year from now, two years from now? Uh, I think now the, the, the partnership will be the main thing as a next step uh, because forecast ads has everything that small startup companies should have. Yeah. And now is the time to, to go in an alliance with some big, big uh, partner, big lord. Because the big companies, big corporations don't have the knowledge. They don't have the speed. It's a big company and you know how it going on there so they need startups and this is the model that all big companies start trying uh, and, and doing today so I think the focus should go in some that direction do you have any um, 
tricks and tips for businesses looking to do paid advertising, something they should think about when uh, launching a paid advertising strategy? Yeah, of course. Uh, they should think about to who they are launch launching the ad, and they should always think about what is the value of their product and how, what is the price of their product. So they need to understand how much they can pay for, for advertising. They should not pay in, in digital. You don't have so much as a brand awareness. In digital, everybody needs to do some action when they see the ads. If they are not doing the action, the ad is not converting. So, you know, it's not anymore like a branding, just showing non-relevant banners, etc. So the people should really ask and looking for the action to wait for the user to make specific action. If not, they should change. And do you believe in going narrow and paying more, or do you believe in paying as little as you could uh, possibly pay per ad uh, conversion? They should just uh, have, the, have the price uh, set in order how much is the average rate per unique user. So if your product is $29, you should not pay $50 for the ad. So you should just fit that. You should always be in plus. You should not give uh, above the, the, the rate because you don't do anything then. Right. You're not thinking about the numbers and the return. Of course. This has been so great. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up? No, thank you very much for calling me. I, it was my pleasure and hope to see you soon again uh, in Belgrade. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I love this city. If you want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight to the Facebook group. You can find us on social at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys. Talk to you guys hear you guys in the next episode bye 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 <laughs> hi this is forecast ads ad tech startup platform to monetize easy any digital space you have website software browser extension my name is natalia Danisadjevic. we are based in serbia belgrade amazing city and you are listening women in tech it would not be possible to celebrate all these women in tech who have been extraordinary here in the Balkan region without the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. This is a Swiss project that helps empower communities in Western Balkans and also Peru and Vietnam, helping entrepreneurs and organizations that work with entrepreneurs be better. What we're working on the most is uh, empowering the community of entrepreneurs in Western Balkans. So that means Serbia, Bosnia, Macedonia, and Albania. And our team is working in Serbia and Bosnia. So one of our main activities is bringing uh, foreign experts and mentors to work with the local entrepreneurs and the managers and CEOs of companies. My name is Milana Milic. And for the past two years, I've been working for a Swiss entrepreneurship program. To find out more about the Swiss entrepreneurship program, go to entrepreneur-in-residence.com. Net. That's entrepreneur-in-residence.net. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.